Welcome to the Maximo Theater Performance Podcast. This is Jose Solis. Today, we speak to Denise Ambert, Gabriela Garcia, and Heather Hogan of Revolución Latina, an organization that's highlighting the work of Latinx performers on stage and also training the performers of tomorrow. Today, we speak about their show called To Be or Not To Be, a Shakespearean Experience, and how they're introducing Shakespeare to a whole new generation in Español. Enjoy the show. How, how, how about if I say we are here with the powerful girls, women, ladies <laughs> of Revolución Latina. And thank you for being here. And can we just start? I, I would love if each of you would introduce yourselves. Yes, uh, my name is uh, Denise Ambert. I am the uh, co-executive director for Revolución Latina. And I am Gabriela Garcia, co-founder and director of Revolución Latina. I'm Heather Hogan, and I'm the co-artistic director at Revolución Latina. So what is Revolución Latina? Revolución Latina is a nonprofit organization that makes a difference through the arts, through collaborations, through educational programming. Um, we empower and inspire our Latino community to discover their full potential, utilizing the performing arts as a tool. Tools um, that through our educational programming can be used for to encourage leadership, confidence, um, listening skills, everything that you can learn through a dance class, a voice lesson, simply connecting with a person in front of you. How did Revolution Latina start? Like, why did you want to start it? I think it was uh, uh, 10 years ago, and this was a time where um, In the Heights was just starting to surface. Before In the Heights, uh, there was a show, Mambo Kings, that was coming to, it was, it was scheduled to come to Broadway. Um, our founder, Luis Salgado, was part of that ensemble, and um, he read in one of the um, online uh, sites uh, a quote that said, this show will never get to Broadway, it's full of Latinos. And that sparked something in him of saying, no, I know people that are representing, that are Latinos representing Broadway, that are on Broadway right now, and he felt the need to make a difference. Um, so Luis and I met on the set of Enchanted, filming the movie Enchanted, and we had this just great conversation about similarities about Mexico I'm from Mexico and Puerto Rico, and then it was like, hey, we need to continue this. Well, a year and a half later, he approaches me and he says, I want to speak to you about this project. Um, I was, at the, at the time, dance captain for Chicago the Musical on Broadway. He was in In the Heights with uh, Michael Balderrama, who was dance captain for In the Heights, and Luis was associate choreographer for the production. And the three of us got together, and basically we wanted to start recording stories from our friends that we knew that were on Broadway, that were Latinos, so that we could put them out on YouTube and have the community know that a presence was being made. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, growing up? Because basically, you know, I love the fact that plainly, like, Luis and, and, and you were like, you know, you called bullshit on what was going on, basically. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, and I would love to hear how you fell in love with with the arts and the performing arts and also growing up and seeing also that no one looked like you on stage and in movies for the most part. So what was that like? Okay, I'm not an artist, so I was not, um, I was not, I was not interested on like wanting to be on stage or to sing or, um, but I remember just like, you know, being part of the plays that um, that um, that the school was producing and things like that. Um, but I met Luis when I was 19 years old, 
And since then, I saw his passion for, for, for his work and the passion for art that I felt in love with it. And I, um, throughout the years, I understood it more and got more involved with it. So, um, so, so I, you know, and, and for, for me, for example, it's just an, an art. It's, it's a subway, it's a, it's a subway for, for people to express and, uh, and tell stories. So, um, Throughout the years, I feel like what I love about it is just to know more stories that can um, change communities, that can change lives. Uh, and and as, as I lead this organization, as we lead this organization, we just want to provide more opportunities for, for us as Latinos so they can just be part of these stories because I know there is a huge community that wants to, to be on those stages or wants to be on, on television and want to just um, tell their story too. So growing up. Growing up, I know, but I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not Latino, so to say that I didn't see people look like me on the stage is mm-hmm. a fallacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in. I grew up in love with the arts through church. My mom was always very involved in uh, the church pageants and costuming and all that kind of stuff, and so I was part of the church choir, um, and it was a sort of hip church. So we always did, um, like our Christmas pageant, our Easter pageant, were much more like rock, sort of. Um, so I got to play Jingle Bell Rock. Um, but yeah, so it was church and then high school. It was a place where I felt safe because I was going through a lot like growing up um, with my parents and divorce and typical things that happened to us, I feel like, in the 80s, 90s. Um, so yeah, there were people like me on stage, you know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if my question is as valuable as, as y'all's. So let's uh, geek out about uh, Broadway for a second. And I would love to hear what are your favorite musicals and your favorite plays. Oof. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, I have, I, I started as a classical dancer. So my world was classical ballet before theater, musical theater came into my life. Um, my very first production was a West Side Story production in Germany when, <laughs> when I was living in Germany. Um, but that production was like the Jets were skinheads and the Sharks, we were from all over. There were Turkish people, there were Spanish, there was me who was Mexican, there were Greeks. So it was really a fusion. Yeah, it was really a fusion of, of what being an immigrant is Mm. Um, so that was really cool and then from there of course like okay I better train my voice I better train this Um, so it wasn't until later and until I came to to be on Broadway about 20 years ago that you know then I really became involved in this world Um, favorite musicals it's hard there's there's so many I mean of course the beauty of in the heights is that it was one if not the only musical that initially portrayed the Latino community as just normal, hardworking people. No knives, no guns, no one gets getting killed, no one's you know, attempting to murder somebody else. It was just people trying to make a better life for themselves, and that changed a lot, because that's the story of every mi- immigrant that comes to the US. Um, other musicals, of course, there's a reason why I stayed 12 years in Chicago. <laughs> um, it's just a beautiful blend of a play a, mu- a concert because the music is so powerful and the Fosse style so that is also incredible um, but I love um, I love just a lot of storytelling you know more <coughs> than your 
I mean, I love Lion King and this and that, but the meaty, the meaty <laughs> What are your favorites? Mine, I, right off the bat, I thought about um, the color purple. I love that mu the musical. Um, the, the Come From Away, I loved it too. Um, In the Heights, of course. And uh, yeah, Aida, it's another of one of my favorites too. Um, yeah, I think those are mine. Yeah, that's a it's a hard question too for a person who's like in the performing arts, yeah. um, <laughs> because I feel like my favorite musical all depends upon like what I'm working on at the moment or what held me when I was there. So of course, in the Heights, right? Mm -hmm. right. So of course, that was the most memorable theater experience in my life, um, working professionally, the family that was created with that show that I had never experienced in any other production that I worked on. So In the Heights, for sure, is one of my favorites. I just We just did a production with Luis, the director and the choreographer of Ragtime, which I know the music of Ragtime, which is so beautiful, and I can cry listening to it and the album and everything. It moves you. Um, but what he's done with it now is also um, so relevant to today that I could say that Ragtime is one of my favorite shows. And I think the music has always been one of my favorites. I think it is a genius piece of art. So Ragtime. As far as plays go, interestingly enough, I really like the Farnsworth invention because it's about a dream of this man and what he did. And when people thought he was crazy and everything, he created something that sits in our houses every single day, all of us, which is the TV. Mm -hmm. So the Farnsworth invention for sure is one of my favorites. And then I come from a classical background. So like I didn't really start doing musicals until maybe I was like working professionally like four or five years, maybe six years. I started doing musicals. Before that, I did classical. I did a lot of Shakespeare and um, Bernard Shaw. So I think my favorite Shakespeare would be A Winter's Tale. Mm. And Shakespeare's a perfect uh, segue to ask about the project that you have going on with Pregones, which I think is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. so cool. Like, I, I don't know how to act or how to do anything like that, but I was like, I wish I was a high school kid so I could apply and be a part of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about what the project is, what the goals of the project are, and what's going on with that? Okay. So for the for the past, I will say um, seven, eight years, Revolución Latina um, has been providing uh, what we call the Beyond Workshop Series, which is a, a, an adult um, training, like performing arts training program for free to um, to a group of people between like 30 to 50 um, students each year. And during those classes, um, they take, of course, like acting or singing, dancing. And for the past eight years, um, every time they, they take Shakespeare like they like once once twice or three times a week they take that and the team has had the dream of like you know doing a, a piece on Shakespeare's works so um, this year finally they they gathered together and they said you know we want to just do it so uh, it is so interesting because it's really hard to explain because they're working on it as 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 I as we speak here, like they are developing the piece with um, with with the students that are part of the program this year, and um, and I think that one of the biggest challenges that I think we all have is the, is the subject of language, 
uh, not only with uh, with our own accents, you know, and my own accent, and just like trying just trying to speak English, but it's also trying to speak the language of Shakespeare. Mm. So that is kind of like the the subject, you know, that they're gonna bring, and they're just taking kind of like different um, what's the word? Different plays, different scripts. We're using different words, works of uh-huh. Shakespeare um, from his folio. We're doing pieces from Hamlet. Macbeth, Twelfth Night, uh, As You Like It, Richard the Second, Henry the Fourth, Henry the Fifth, sonnets, <laughs> a few sonnets, and then also uh, work from Spanish writers as well. Um, what is his name? I'll tell you his name. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's a devised piece that we're going to build. The other thing is, is that um, over the past maybe four or five years, we've offered or awarded scholarships to international students. Mm. So we have 17 international students with us right now from Colombia, Chile, Argentina, and Mexico. Wow. So they're here and some of them have never been around uh, English speaking the way they are right now, being like thrown into the world. And the classes for the most part are taught in English. And and Shakespeare is in English. We're not changing that, you know? so they really are, this was their first week, and some of them are like, my head is exploding. Um, and, but they're really embracing it. This has been a fantastic group, and I feel that the marriage between the New York students, who are also mostly international students from Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Mexico, mm-hmm. um, Argentina, Argentina. Um, they, Spain, France, yeah. um, but they've really, this marriage of this group has been beautiful as far as support, because I feel that the topic of language is something so communal among all of them. So they are trying to help each other. And I think that also our teachers are going through the same experience too because they don't speak Spanish. Mm. So so we have Leon who's from the city company um, and he's learning so much and he's doing a fantastic job communicating the principles of viewpoints in Suzuki and at the same time learning so much from the students from the Spanish language point of view, from international point of view. And then Ian, who is our Shakespeare teacher, who um, is also not a Spanish speaker, is, is also learning so much and is also so inspired by the work that has been happening this last week. So that's a lot of information, but you can edit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're super excited to do this device piece. Um, and Luis will direct it, and Ian and Leon, and then Gabriella. And Matthew Steffens, Valeria Kosu, and uh, Daniel Daniel Fetiqua mm-hmm. from Colombia. He also is doing some choreography from, he's, he works with the Limon technique. So he's there and we're creating this piece together. And uh, Desmar from Pregones. I can't remember his last name though. Gu- Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, Desmar Guevara. Um, and we're excited because this is our first um, collaboration with um, Pregones and the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater as they want to bring back the Raul Julia training unit. So um, they are kind of like trusting us so we can just kind of like work together so that program can continue or somehow merge with our Beyond Workshop series. And it's kind of like perfect with with the idea that we want to present this this show or it's like we don't want to call it a show because it's not really a show um 
but it just because we are honoring to um, the legacy and the work of Raul Julia and Miriam Colon, who are Latinos, who just, you know, are leaders of our community, who can inspire so many of the artists that we see today. And we want to just continue that and inspiring more young people. So I'm only half joking when I ask this question, but how do we get Revolución Latina to do a similar project for everyone working in the White House right now? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, see, that's our, our, our mission is to be able to expand into anyone who needs who is in need of our programs. Because every seed, and by seed I mean every student that comes out of our programs is then a represent, is representing us wherever they go back to. And we have had some that um, do workshops in their, in the, the, we have a girl in Panama, a girl in, Pan in Guatemala, Mala. who have continued to bring the philosophy of Revolución Latina to their hometowns. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, yes, I wish we should devise a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I want to see anyone from the cabinet like doing no. Shakespeare or anything. But, but you know, because what you're doing right now, there's always a misconception. And, you know, you're working in the arts and you love the arts. And there's always a misconception by certain groups, you know, all over the world that the arts are things, are things for the elite and that they are not for everyone they are not for the kids they're not for schools the arts should be just for like the fancy people with the top hats and the you know the first so can you talk a little bit more about this sounds like a redundant question when i say it out loud but why is it so important that you know you're working with kids yeah i think i mean from the moment uh, uh, a child comes to this world i mean as as you see a child develop there's so many things that they're finding, right? The more information you feed this little being, you're, you're helping him or her become that, that, that human, that spirit that will then hopefully serve its, um, his or her community. Um, personally speaking, like I, I cannot see a world without arts. I mean, that is your inspiration. That's your food to be able to get a grasp on anything else that you are doing. Uh, unfortunately, yes, every, the first thing that gets cut from budgets in school is the arts. And it's like, when how are kids then going to be motivated to excel in the sciences and math and anything else if they don't have that spark of inspiration that will then motivate them to think better because they have that space, that time to create. And I think create creating is, is a wonderful thing. Allow everybody to create. Um, which is why we try and, and bring our programs to the underserved communities around the area because we know that they're, you know, that is removed from their curriculum and it's like, well, we have to be able to help out and as it, for myself, it's like, I know how much art, the arts have made a difference in my life. I mean, I've, I've lived for many years um, from this profession, which is, you know, and, and a lot of people would say, especially in our, in our Latin community sometimes, no, go be a lawyer, go be th that, you know. But if you truly love what you do, I mean, what a better way of communicating an idea uh, than through art and make that connection with the audience and the, and the person that's on the stage. Right, so you mentioned that you have international scholarships also. I grew up in Honduras, I've, ol I've only lived in, Let's States talk for yeah, <laughs> for like six years. So let's say if you know some little boy or girl in Honduras listens to this podcast, how can they, or in any other country in the world, how can they apply for scholarships and what's the process like? 
Okay, usually the way that um, that we work, it's uh, most of the scholarships that we provide is just for adults, you know, like we invite them because people because um, people have to cover all the expenses. Like we provide the programming for free, but they have to find, you know, like the flights and uh, housing okay. and all of that. So um, in the past, we have done, we have invited young people like children to be part of our children's camp. Um, but most of it um, happens because um, team members from Revolución Latina have visited some of these countries and they kind of like choose people that can come and be in New York City and take that ex this experience with them. And then what we want to just do is not only provide classes and the experience of like singing or acting is the opportunity for them to go back and teach this to others. It's really hard to do it with kids because they are just learning. Um, so what we do is we want to, we go to this country. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's one of our dreams, just like I have it on my calendar for 2020. Can Revolución Latina go around uh, Latin America and do our tour and visit some of, you know, some of the countries that, um, that we always wanted to visit and we always been invited somehow. It's just the funding that becomes a little bit of for pain just to do it but um but yeah so pretty much uh, young people that wants to be part of revolucion latina um have to get in contact with their teachers and just kind of like just reach out to them and we we want it's not only like i can apply and it's just on me it's just we want um great recommendations we want to make sure that the people that come to new york city are ready for the challenge because it's an experience of growth too so um so there's kind of like different things that just to 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 be part of it so it's more connect con find a parent find a teacher who can connect you with our team and let's make the steps to make that happen or to make that possible possibility and for adults it's much easier you know um easier you know <laughs> um but it's just uh yes we pretty much the students that are here in new york they have some knowledge of our mission um, or our training. So when they come here, they they are ready to, to do their best. And, uh, and we continue to challenge them more. Mm. So, you know, I'm very ashamed to admit that the very first time that I even heard about Revolución Latina was at BroadwayCon just a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So what else, what is lacking? Like what can, you know, our listeners and what would you like to say to the media, I guess? Like, how can people become more involved? Like, what, if you had a wish list of things that the media and just random people like audience members and volunteers make a wish list for them? <laughs> well, I, I would say, you know, if you believe in the power of the arts and how the arts can help a human <laughs> being develop, Donate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's you know, unfortunately, you know, we are a grassroots organization, and we have the blessing to be under the the wing of Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS because we're connected to the Broadway community. But um, yeah, we would love to be able, like Denise said, to travel to different countries to bring our philosophy, and that takes you know, you need to housing, and you need to bring, uh, you need the hotel, and so if people know that there is this this organization, it's spread the word mm -hmm. and bring us there or come to us mm -hmm. where we can cater our programs depending on the needs of the organization or the people that uh, that are in, in need of the programs so everything can be uh, um, discussed but it is it is you know funding um, we would love to continue to develop our beyond workshop series a lot of donations we get for our children's camp 
but not so much for the adult program. Mm. And it's like, but children need mo role models too. Mm -hmm. And the way we like to, uh, for our local students, our contract is, we award them this scholarship with this amazing training where they will have incredible growth. And in return, they give us their time and volunteer for our kids' programs, for our, our school visits. So there's always a circle effect. You, get, you give and you get, you give uh -huh. and you get. I think we would love to have more people involved. You know what I mean? Donate, sure, that's great, but also come, like our doors are open. Email us, check out our website, revolutionlatina.com. Um, Dot org. Dot org. That's what I meant. <laughs> RevolutionLatina.org. I, I caught myself for a yeah, second. Yeah, you did, you did. I was like, wait, no. So, yes. So, check out our website, RevolutionLatina.org. Email us. Get involved. We do a dance-a-thon once a year, and everybody's invited to that. And, like, come dance with us. Come see the Shakespearean experience yeah. in <laughs> April. So, there's so many ways for you to be part of it, to learn about it, to then donate because that will still be tax deductible next year even though many other things won't be <laughs> <laughs> charitable yeah. donations will still be tax deductible so so yeah and i think like everybody um black white latino asian everybody you know i'm a gringa i'm not i'm not latino but i believe in and what we do and i believe in the power of arts and i definitely believe in inspiring humanity and our children starting with them and creating new leaders to go out there mm -hmm. and, and spread the word. Whether you take, whether you're from Chile or you're from Argentina or Mexico or Peru or Colombia, and you're here taking this, you still have made an agreement with us. Mm -hmm. You still have made an agreement to be part of this organization, to help this organization grow, to spread the word, and to share your art and to make a difference in society. So, Gabriela, you mentioned role models, and I love that word because. One of my very, you know, lofty goals before I die is, you know, there are, for instance, I am, I told you when I met you, Denise, like I am probably the only Latino theater critic working at least in like the East Coast, unless we go all the way down to Florida where I hope there's some, I haven't found them and I've tried to find them and there are none. So am I being presumptuous in, for instance, assuming that it's rare for you to, you know, sit down with a Latinx journalist. Is that rare? Well, I haven't been approached by many. That's true. I mean, it's it's more usual in a television interview and but yeah, there are, there, are, there aren't that many. And um, I do feel though that that this new generation that's spreading a lot more. And I mean, that makes me happy because yes, we, we need more students that can go into media, that can cover all of these stories. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> to you, and I'm happy that you're representing. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm putting it on, you know, it's not on print, but it's, uh, it's gonna be an audio, and I promise not to cut this part, but if you ever need any volunteers or any help with, you know, training potentially critics, count me in. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Sign right here. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come, come see the Shakespearean yeah. experience in April <laughs> if you are a reviewer um, or a journalist that wants to see the experience and then share with the world. And come see Ragtime. <laughs> 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 Ragtime is not a Revolution Latina um, production, but definitely we're, we're involved in it and we support it. And it's a great piece of art. At mm -hmm. the Axelrod, right? At the Axelrod <laughs> in <laughs> Deal, New Jersey. I would also love to hear about what other projects you have going on outside of Revolución Latina. 
Wow. Well, that's, I think this is, this is the beautiful part of Revolución Latina, that we all have our own lives outside of this, and this is our, like, our labor of love. Mm. Um, for me personally, I'm, I'm an actress. I am a, a voiceover actor. I'm a model. I am a teaching artist. So I do so many things. I wear many hats. Um, I'm on hold for a voiceover. I do a lot of voiceover work for the Hispanic market. Um, so I'm on hold for that. Uh, um, as an actor, I go out to auditions for film and television and theater. Um, I love teaching dance, so a lot of teach uh, theater dance and ballet. I've taught for Joffrey Ballet School for a while, uh, Pace University, uh, CAP 21. I, I, I'm a sub-teacher for many of these places. Um, yeah, shooting print ads. Uh, there's so much, and, and yet, what brings me here and experiencing all our workshops and just hanging around with these guys, that's like the, the food and the, the battery, the energy to then go out and do everything else that I love to do. Uh, in shows, I'm movement associate right now for a Sweeney Todd production at Barrow Street Theater. Which is so good. It's so good, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that, you know, there's a little bit of everything that makes that complete person and I love that aspect of it. Wonderful, how about you? I'm so excited to to share my my story. I am a full-time mom. I am looking for preschools <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> it's a uh, I'm looking for preschools in uh, in New York City, and is it is crazy. Uh, I'm doing a lot of tours. Um, yes, pretty much. I am. Um, I mean that. Like I have to. Um, I have to admit that um, my son. It's uh, he's only he's gonna be four soon so for the past three years i've been doing that uh in revolution latina i hope that once he starts schools i can go back to um kind of like work a little more and then start fundraising you know like continue the fundraising that i always do for revolution latina and not only revolution latina puerto rico too i am you know through the hurricane and all of that that happened last year uh, i still connected to my island and i want to give back and i want to be able to help them more um, so that's something that I am looking forward to do. Wonderful. And you also doing uh, work at Salgado Productions? No? Oh yeah, and I manage a little bit of the <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I think yes. I think that I have to say this real quick before I talk about myself, um, which is boring. But <laughs> Denise really Denise really downplays like what she does for this organization. Like Denise really is like sort of as much as Luis is the fire and the passion behind the organization and. You know, she says she's not an artist. Um, she keeps us in check, but she really is the fuel behind. She keeps everything moving. She fundraises so much money every year um, that she's like truly an inspiration. Truly, truly, truly an inspiration. A full-time mom, an inspiration, on hold for preschools, <laughs> and, and running Revolution Latina, sometimes single-handedly. Mm -hmm. So I have, to, I have to applaud her for that. Thank and you, H.H. <laughs> um, so I'm a stage manager by trade. Um, I am a sub over at Hamilton. So I do that. And then I am also an event manager for different events that happen mostly in New York City, concerts, galas, things of that nature. So not as exciting as everybody else. <laughs> but and again, this is another person that downplays herself. Yes, yes, yes. It's the same thing. It's like check, check, check. Everything is in order because because of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I th Denise and Heather are, are the glue of the organization, 
and that I come in and sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> and Luis is like, you know, it's like this, the planner, this is what we're going to do. And now take over. Yes. Wonderful. So thank you very much for joining us. And now I guess I'll call you the Wonder Women. <laughs> 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 thank you. Uh, thank, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Maximum Theater and Performance Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or opinions that are different from our own, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Maximum. You can find Revolución Latina at Rev Latina. I am at Jose Solis Mayen. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have merch. You can buy coffee mugs, tote bags, and stickers with your favorite Maximoisms. You can get to the store via Maximo.com. All proceeds go to helping the podcast improve our sound quality. Thank you. Theatrical Media.